welcome back to Stories from the Upside Down. Thank you so much for joining us once again. We really appreciate all of you supporting us. Thank you. So let's get right into it. This week we're going to be talking about a new homeless camp that has popped up outside of a youth sports center in Austin. This is right next to the Balcones Youth Sports Center, 23 feet from one of the dugouts at their baseball fields. A homeless encampment has popped up. There are open flames, there are dogs without leashes, and there are the usual usual vagrants who are walking around, who are camping, who should not be there, but they are there. And the city of Austin has not removed this homeless camp. Or when they do, they just come right back. So whatever they're doing to get rid of these people is obviously not enough to actually leave any kind of major imprint and make sure that they do not return to this youth sports center. And something that really has to be taken care of. And you know that I'm usually very critical of Austin and how they cover their homeless issues. But really, Austin has been improving recently, and I do have to give them credit for that. As much as I like to tear on them when they actually need it, there are some things that they need credit for. For instance, two weeks ago, they took care of one of the largest homeless camps under I-35. They completely cleared it out. I drove past there the other day. There are a few homeless people who've come back, but for the most part, it's a parking lot now. There are cars parked there who aren't being vandalized. It's clean. It doesn't smell awful. It's actually really good. So Austin has been making steps forward, but here, this is another place where they need improvement, especially considering its location. There are obvious reasons why people in the city council want to take care of it when it's right in the middle of the city, because it's an eyesore. However, however, when it's right next to a youth center, a volunteer youth center where people come and they teach kids how to play baseball over, over the fall and in the spring, and it's a really, really great program that really helps a lot of people you're actually posing a huge threat to a very, very vulnerable and malleable uh, segment of society, which is our children. Now, we can get into how our children are our future and how we need to protect them. That's going to be coming later on in the show. But I do just want to point out for one minute that outside of all of these political slogans you hear, the reason why children need to be protected is because they're tiny. They're tiny and they really can't help themselves. So if there's a homeless camp right next to where they play baseball, there is an increased threat to them because they cannot defend themselves in the same way that grown adults can defend themselves. So it's our responsibility as the adults in the room to say, okay, we need to protect our kids first. It is incredibly important that our kids are not attacked by dogs without leashes. It is incredibly important that they are not approached or assaulted by any type of vagrant while they're out trying to learn baseball. Now, I'm happy to report that as of yet, there have been no major police reports that have come from this homeless encampment that involve a child or any threat on a child or any violence against a child. And that is something that we should really, really be thankful for. However, just because it has not happened yet does not mean that we should close our eyes to the possibility of something bad happening to a child. So it's not saying, well, once something bad happens, then we can change it. No, let's make sure that nothing bad happens by creating a safe place for these children to learn how to play baseball. 
It's a great project that should be protected and not be abused by these vagrants. So when we can, no, when the city council thinks that it's the best time to protect their children, they should really get rid of this homeless camp next to this youth sports center. It is a shame that city that the city of Austin has allowed this to grow as much as it has, and it needs to stop now. It really needs to stop now. So if you live in Austin, get in contact with your city council, get in contact with anyone in power, make sure that they hear your concern about this and get rid of this homeless encampment, sanitize it, make sure that they don't come back. If they do come back, call the police again and get them removed. What, what makes enforcement so essential and so productive is when you have consistent enforcement. If you do not have consistent enforcement, no one will listen to you. I want you to think back to when you were a child for a second. If your parents said, hey, I don't want you to sneak candy, but you sneak candy every day and they only bust you one time, okay, that one time might have been bad, but if you continue to do it and you're not getting busted, why not continue to do it, right? Like, I may have just been a bad child, and you can ask my parents about that, but if I only ever got busted one time, I would, of course, continue to do it. So if you want to have effective measures against the homeless, you have to be consistent in your enforcement. And if you're not consistent, then the fact that there is resurgence can only be blamed on your lack of consistency. So, Austin, you've been doing a great job continue to do a great job and get rid of a homeless encampment next to children. That's what needs to be done. Now I want to talk a little bit more about children in the latter half of this episode. I want to talk about what seeing a homeless person at this young age can do to them. So again, before we go into this, I am not a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist. I do not have a degree in this field. I've done a significant amount of study on it, but I don't have a degree. And if any of it does not pass the smell test for you, I highly recommend that you do your own research. A lot of what I'm saying is just going to be common sense. So if it doesn't fit your rubric of common sense, feel free to question me on it. Again, I don't have a degree. But what I'm going to say here is that some children, when they see things at an early age, it will affect them for the rest of their life, especially if it has a negative connotation. There, will, there could be a negative effect later on in life because of that early childhood experience or early negative childhood experience. So I want you to go back and I want you to think about when you were a kid. Even if you had a terrible childhood for most of it, what's crazy is that kids just live with it and they usually have a great attitude about it. It's the strangest things I've ever seen, but you can take a child living in the worst circumstances and they think that it is heaven on earth, it is sunshine and rainbows because they do not know anything different. This is the experience that I've seen while our family has fostered children. It's the wildest things that you will see sometimes. And the reason why they live like that is because they don't know that there's anything else out there in life. So no matter the circumstances, if you're living in Daddy Warbucks' mansion or if you're living in a single-room apartment with five other people, 
okay, you're going to think it's great because you're a kid. But there are things that will affect you if it comes out of the ordinary and if it has a negative connotation, which can stick with you for the rest of your life. So if you're coming from suburbia or if you're coming from an apartment and you've never seen a homeless person before and you're just going out to learn how to play baseball and then you see people who are living in absolute squalor, who have been addicted to drugs for years, who are living like barely even humans at some times, imagine what that does to the psychology of a child. Imagine what it does to the outlook of that child and what they then think what life can become. So I'm not saying that public policy can really change the outlook of any individual, but I am saying that when it comes to children, we need to be aware of what they're taking in and what effects those things are having on them. So that's just something that we should be aware about. And if we can avoid giving them any kind of negative interaction with a vagrant while they're learning how to play baseball, I think that that's a good thing. And I think that it would be pretty crazy to say that that's not a good thing. I can understand if you have that tough love approach, you want to say, ah, you'll be fine, rub some dirt in it. And I can appreciate that. But even if you have that point of view... You shouldn't want your seven or eight-year-old being approached or being assaulted by any type of vagrant. That's not what you would want if you're any type of reasonable adult. So I want you to keep that in mind as we're talking about this homeless encampment, is that number one, it's next to children. Number two, they continue to go back to it. Number three, there are open fires and open and unleashed dogs, which pose a threat to these children and to the volunteers who are teaching the children. So what I'm saying is that there is no reasonable excuse for this homeless camp to continue to exist. There is no reasonable excuse for any homeless encampment to exist, but especially this one, because it's by children. Children who are our future, who are our most valuable asset in our fight for the future. You have to take care of them. You have to give them a good outlook on life. And part of that is protecting them from things that they aren't ready to see yet. And I can say people who are 17, 18 years old sometimes aren't even ready to see exactly what goes on in the streets and aren't exactly to see what goes on in the streets where homeless people live and what they interact with. It's something that takes a lot of maturity to deal with that I can say very honestly, a lot of the times, even when I go out, I don't have a full understanding of what's happening right there, and I don't know how to best react to that. If you see someone, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, taking a crap in the street, I'm sorry, how do you react to that? How do you put yourself in the mindset where that is the best option for you? How can you truly empathize with someone like that even at whatever age I am, which is remaining confidential because this is the internet. It's hard to put yourself in that, in those shoes. And it's hard to do that on a long-term basis. And it's, it's difficult. So if we, I can't do it, if you can't do it, what makes you think an eight-year-old can deal with that? I, if, if you think that you're out of your mind, I'm sorry. So we need to clear out the homeless encampment. We need to get those people away from it. We need to make sure that, that this youth program is for youth and is protected and they're learning how to play baseball, that they're having a great time as kids. That's what we want. We want to protect our kids. That's the most important thing. 
So that's where I'm going to end it today. Thank you so much for joining us again. Again, if you live in Austin or if you care about this, reach out to the city council. Say, hey, this needs to be cleared out. And I want, you, want to give you a little bit of reference. I got most of this information from a Fox 7 article. I'm going to put that uh, the link to that down in the description below. So if you want to read more, go and check them out. Fox 7 does a lot of great reporting on the homeless. So go and check it out. Again, have a great week. I wanted to give you an update on the podcast before I go. We're getting more and more listeners. We have a lot of listeners in Texas and still in Germany. So if you're listening in Germany, you guys rock. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone who I know who's in Germany, but you guys are the bomb. Some of our most consistent listeners every week. Keep on going. Have a great time, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, y'all.